gentlemen. You know, I always like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. That's the truth. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 52 of Top Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to hop into this. We got some hot topics today. Dean Ambrose leaving WWE, possibly going AEW. We'll jump into all of that. Ronda Rousey, why they need to go on ahead and turn her heel? I'm going to get into that intergender matches in WWE. Should they embrace it? Should they not embrace it? Chris Jericho trying to angle for a match with Brock Lesnar. About to hop into that as well. And WWE trying to lock in their talent to get them to, to stop from leaving WWE. Excuse me. I'm all over the place today. So we're going to hop into all of that. Feel free. Join me on Twitter at two sweet pod that's not the word two that's the number two sweet pod and at omg corey b we're going to hop right on into say i'm not going to waste any more of your time because i am about to hop into this thing right now you know where to find me if you've been watching the podcast you know all of my sites itunes all of that good stuff you know where to find me please if you're on iTunes, feel free to leave me a five-star review so others can get into this podcast as well. So, we're starting right with Dean Ambrose, right from the top, baby. I'm not wasting any more of your time. PWTorch.com broke the news. It said that Dean Ambrose informed WWE over the weekend that he would not be signing a new deal with the company. The buzz around this story was so intense that WWE, they issued, now this shocked me. They issued a statement, and I'm going to get into this later on. They issued a statement on it, confirming the news, the rumors that broke out about the contract. WWE pretty much never does that. There's a rare instance. They did it with CM Punk, but that ended up being a storyline. We're going to get into if this is a work or if it's for real later on. So they issued a statement on it, and... Several superstars came out and talked about it. The giant scenes of the world posted a picture on Instagram. Renee Young came out, said no guts, no glory. Several indie stars trying to work into the single as well. I'm about to get into that. So, man, when the news first broke, I was surprised. But because, you know, I was thinking, okay, Seth Rollins there, Dean Ambrose, uh, excuse me, Roman's there, that's his boys, he's not going to leave his boys, and I was thinking, okay, no, it's not happening, but as I considered the story, as I thought about it, I said to myself, you know what, I really shouldn't be shocked, because man, they have treated Dean Ambrose bad as it pertains to storylines, like, they have had Dean Ambrose do the dumbest things. The exploding TV. You remember that? Like, dumb things for Dean Ambrose just go hand in hand when it comes to WWE. Now, he's had his list of accomplishments throughout his time in WWE. But, you know, he, at a time when he was the hottest star in the company, 
they had him face off with Triple H at Roadblock, and he lost that match, and then he went to that match with Brock Lesnar, and he lost all of his momentum because Brock wanted to be lazy. And it, the guy was just never the same. He ended up winning the title, the WWE title, but it was just too late. And looking at this current uh, run, he came back, and the guy was just over like Rover, and he was at a point to where he came back and he looked like a heel. He was working like a heel, and I was interested in the guy. And he turned on Seth Rollins, and he was the most interesting guy in the company. And like they blew it from there. Like they completely blew it with Dean Ambrose. And like I started to get less and less interested in the feud and by proxy less and less interested in Dean Ambrose. So one of the reasons that it, that the report said that Dean Ambrose wanted out was because he was tired of doing hokey stuff. He was tired of, you know, the scripted promos. He was tired of his character. You know, being as hokey as it was, I cannot blame the dude. And, you know, some would say, you know, why would Dean Ambrose even want out? He turned out a five-year million-dollar deal, according to reports. And some would say, well, like, why is he leaving that? The dude is just frustrated creatively. I mean, can you blame the dude? Like, I cannot necessarily blame Dean Ambrose for wanting out. And, like I've been saying all of this time, if you could buy comparable money which is out there then go be happy like where should he go next is the question like should he should he be one of the guys that has an open contract and works at company to company like i i wouldn't mind seeing that for dean ambrose you can do like a cody rhodes did on the indie scene and just have an open contract working at new japan working at ring of honor show up at impact wrestling you can do many of these things and then there's the AEW component. Like, it's there. They're offering comparable money. And like Jericho said, he got the richest contract he ever received working with All Elite Wrestling. So they have money. And I'm going to get into that later when it comes to WWE trying to like the superstars in these that has one year and two years left on their deal. They're trying to lock them into contract extensions. I'm going to get into that later. But they have money and they're the real they're the real deal at least so far they haven't even having a match yet haven't even had an event yet they got money the cons have money that's an undisputable and arguable fact so as it pertains to dean ambrose and him leaving i see a lot of talk on twitter that a lot of talk from the younger generation saying that you know what it's sad to see dean ambrose go i hate to see him go i love the shield you know it's tough to see Dean Ambrose go and my heart goes out to the younger generation but here's the thing there's light at the end of the tunnel Dean Ambrose is going to leave here if it's a work if it's if it's for real now there's a lot of there's another report that came out that said that the title sometimes I think it's a work because WWE mentioned uh, the contract status and you know what I can't, I can't really blame him for saying that because WWE in this day and age never comes out and says, you know what, they're leaving, you know what, goodbye, and we hope to see them one day. They never really said it. So I can understand why people think it's a work. But if it's for real, if it's the legit deal, 
look kids, Dean Ambrose is going to leave here. Dean Ambrose is going to show up somewhere just like the old days. Dean Ambrose is going to defect to somewhere and it's going to be a whole new version of storylines that you're going to see Dean Ambrose in. We're going to see, hopefully, the serious Dean Ambrose that I know and love, that I, the character that I liked in WWE, the serious guy, not this hokey Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, that guy, hopefully he shows up and we're going to get something special wherever he goes. So stay tuned for that. It's okay. Dean Ambrose may be leaving the shield, but he's going somewhere and he's going to get into some fantastic storylines. So moving on, Ronda Rousey. Woo, man. You can check out my video on YouTube, Ronda Rousey. I talked about how she got it from the crowd, man. They ate her alive in that first promo. But, on Monday Night Raw, that is. But she bounced back against uh, against Becky Lynch. And she bought it to Becky Lynch with inarguable facts. So, we have a situation. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 35. That's going to be the main event. And we have a situation to where the crowd is just not going to cheer Ronda Rousey. So now that we know this, the crowd has made their declaration clear. They're not going to cheer her. And it's out there. WWE has one of two choices. They can either fight the machine, which is the crowd, or go with it. I'm going to make a comparison. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Roman Reigns for years at WrestleMania. Look. There was a time where I was like, they need to turn him heel at WrestleMania because they're just going to cheer the opposite guy. WWE would try to fight the machine. Roman Reigns would come out every year and get booed unmercifully at WrestleMania. And I'm, every year after each match, I'm like, yep, look, you should have just turned him heel. Or you should have just had him act in a heelish manner at the least. I compare that to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. They did not want to go with the original plan, which was, they wanted, excuse me, the original plan was Batista versus Randy Orton. Batista won the Royal Rumble. The crowd was rebelling against it. They wanted to see Daniel Bryan. WWE didn't want to go with it at first, but they were compelled to go with Daniel Bryan because the crowd wanted him. And why fight the crowd at WrestleMania? Like, you don't have to cave to the crowd every time. But when some things are obvious, you should just go with it. And it was just obvious that Daniel Bryan should have been in that main event. And here we stand at WrestleMania 35. It's obvious that Ronda Rousey needs to be a heel here. You've seen her promo when she went back. She clapped back at Becky Lynch. And it was just fantastic. Like... You've seen angry Ronda Rousey. Like I said, she compares to Roman Reigns. I don't want to see happy-go-lucky Roman Reigns. I endearing babyface Roman Reigns. I want to see angry Roman Reigns. And in this case, I want to see angry Ronda Rousey. When she's angry, she does a phenomenal job. They just need to have her come out next week and antagonize the crowd. You might as well go with it. Like, have her come out and say, you know what? I don't like Daniel Bryan one bit, but he was right about something. You guys are fickle. And you know what the crowd is going to do? They're going to boo the ever-living crap out of her. And just have a lay into the crowd. You might as well have it. You might as well go on with it. Becky Lynch is the conquering face that we all love. That's not going to change. 
You might as well have Ronda Rousey be a heel, have her work that thing, and you can see her at the Royal Rumble during her, the, her match with Sasha Banks. She was kind of talking back to the crowd just a little bit, and I was like, okay, Ronda, we can roll with this. This is something that we can do. This is something that I can live with. This is something that I want to see. And have her give it back to the crowd. It would be phenomenal because when I look at this feud, like, there's a bit of professional, just a tad bit of professional professional hate between Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. I don't know if I can say legit hate because you can tell that they respect each other's abilities, but it kind of feels like The Rock and John Cena. I gotta say, it just kind of feels like that. Like it, when you would watch that build, the first Brock and John Cena match, because by the time we got to the rematch, they was all lovey dovey and buddies and our brothers and everything like that. So it, it, the second time around, it really sucked. But the first time around, boy, you could tell they hated each other. More so the Rock with John Cena. You could tell John Cena hated the Rock, but boy, you could tell the Rock couldn't stand John Cena. And I was right there with him because I couldn't stand John Cena at the time either. Because I was sick of him and I was sick of him calling out The Rock. And it was just compelling TV. They had a legit hate. Um, Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch, they have what seems like a competitive hate. They have me fooled. At the end of the day, that all they need to do is make me believe or make the fan believe. And they are making me believe. I believe every bit of it. And like they have a great thing going here. And for the love of God, just please don't add Charlotte to this match. I just feel like that's what's going to happen. And I do not want to see that happen. Charlotte, we do not need a three-way. I love Charlotte. I don't hate Charlotte one bit. But her match needs to be against Oscar. She needs to tap out to Oscar at WrestleMania. We don't need Charlotte in this match because SmackDown needs a legit match at WrestleMania as well. We need Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. And we need Ronda Rousey as a heel because they are going to New York. What do you think New York is going to do to Ronda Rousey? They are going to boo her out of the building. So you might as well give the fans a reason to boo Ronda Rousey. Turn her heel and let her loose. Ronda Rousey, just let her loose. Because when she's mad, she's an entertaining promo. I gotta say it. Just like Roman Reigns is an entertaining promo when he's mad, so is Ronda Rousey. So let her loose. Moving on here into gender matches in WWE. Are we on our way to it? Nia Jax entered the men's Royal Rumble at number 30. And I gotta say that. I'm not against it. It's just that I don't have much interest in Nia Jax. Now, had they built Ron, excuse me, Ronda Rousey, had they built Nia Jax up into a credible contender and then had her into the men's Royal Rumble, that, that would have been wonderful. Even the moments that we got were wonderful. Randy Orton hitting an RKO, like that was a that was a big step for WWE because they are staunchly steadfast against intergender matches and or against men uh, against men hitting, hitting a woman in, in the ring and we seen an RKO and it was like oh okay and I gotta say it was well done 
And as it pertains to introducing the matches with WWE, they got to get with the times. Like, everywhere I turn around as an intergender match, I'm watching intergender matches. They are very entertaining when you have the right people in there. I've seen an intergender match on Lucha Underground, Tyler Valkyrie versus Frank Cage. And man, it was a fierce match. And like, you got Brian Cage versus Tessa Blanchard. That was a phenomenal match as well. So there are many intergender matches out there with our favorite names. So I think WWE should get with the times. And we have plenty of great matches that can take place. When John Cena came back on SmackDown and Becky Lynch interrupted, I was like, ooh, man, just give me Becky Lynch and John Cena at WrestleMania. I'll take that. So that's a that's a huge intergender match. Like that's a staple match where John Cena put someone over. Becky Lynch could have got the got the chance to get put over by John Cena. But of course we have Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey set up. But the point still remains. There are a lot of fabulous matches to get into, and you see all of these wrestlers trying to throw their names into the hat now that the floodgates have been open. Everybody's coming out on Twitter trying to get their names into an intergender match uh, with a Rey Mysterio. Ember Moon, I think it was Ember Moon that tried to get into a match with Rey Mysterio trying to throw her hat to the ring on Twitter. I don't blame her. Why not? So, you can see that the wrestlers want to do this. The fans are interested in this. Now, there are some people that don't like the idea and... Like, I don't think people should go at those people because that's their opinion. If it's something that they don't like, then that's fine. So long as they don't have a misogynistic point like, oh, a woman shouldn't be in there with a man. Like, if they have that point, then they're wrong. But if it's something that they're not interested in or there's something that they don't really like, then, hey, that's their opinion. Like, even with the intergender matches that I watch, I have a tough time when a man gives a stiff shot to a woman. Like, that's tough for me to watch. Like, I have, t- like, Pentagon was in an intergender match. I cannot remember who was on Lucha Underground, but man, he was kicking her hard, man. Stiff kicks. And I was watching it, I was like, oh, man. Like, it's tough to watch. I don't want a woman to get kicked like that, to get hit like that. So, in that respect, I understand why it would be tough for someone to watch an intergender match. But otherwise, overall, I love me some intergender matches because the women can mix it up just as well, just as good as the men. And a match like a Tessa Blanchard and a Brian Cage was phenomenal. And I wouldn't mind if Impact Wrestling did it. It would be phenomenal. As it pertains to Nia Jax, I don't know who the man is. But I would love, like, at this point, they have to put Nia Jax in an intergender match. And I don't know who the, the person is, but they're building up toward an intergender match at WrestleMania, and Nia Jax has to be in it. I don't know who wins the match. Well, I'll, I'll have to wait to the, for the build to see that. But at this point, there's nobody that Nia Jax can get in the ring with. Championship matches are taken that would interest me as much as an intergender match with someone else. So I hope that goes down. It would be a landmark moment for WWE. And I really hope it takes place. So next up, we have quite the story, man. Chris Jericho. He's always in the middle of something, boy. I'll tell you the truth. Chris Jericho 
got on Twitter and he did what Chris Jericho does. He gets everybody stirred up. Of course, Chris Jericho does that. So he talked about Brock Lesnar. Talked about Brock Lesnar's gut and how <laughs> the dream is over. He needs to pull his shorts up. And Chris Jericho is one to be talking about somebody gut, somebody's gut because he still has a gut himself. So he's one to talk. But just got people talking. And of course, you know, it looks like Chris Jericho wants him a match with Brock Lesnar. So it's very interesting because Chris Jericho is always ahead of the curve and he's always looking to see what's next. And I got to hand that to him. Even like if you go back to Kenny Omega, uh, Apple versus Omega, it started with Chris Jericho going at Kenny Omega on Twitter. So I can see that he's trying to work that in. As it pertains, as the story goes, it came from Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observant Newsletter. He said that uh, Brock Lesnar might be on the promotions radar. That is AEW. Brock's number is so high, but who knows? Who knows? It would be a coup. Uh, it is just a rumor. However, it is just a rumor at this point. I got to say that I like Brock Lesnar and all. I would prefer that that money go to other wrestlers that are on the scene. But if you got a billionaire, then hey, why not? Go ahead and put the money in. So I think people are not tired of Brock Lesnar. They're just tired of seeing him be a part-time champion. And if if WWE and AEW were to get a bidding war, if AEW gets into a bidding war with Vince McMahon, they won. No matter if they lose the bidding war. If you can say that you got into a legit bidding war with Vince McMahon and the news gets out there amongst wrestling sites, then you won on that end. I got to say. And I can't see WWE, I can't see Vince McMahon letting Brock get away to AEW, not by any means, because he won't even let him get into UFC fully. That's it's for darn sure he's not about to let another wrestling company get Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar is a winner in all of this. Go freaking figure. Because he's getting all the money. But at the end of the day, like there's a lot of smoke here with AEW. And I'm about to get into that right now. Got Brock Lesnar here. Jericho's trying to get into a match with Brock Lesnar. That is interesting. It goes to show that AEW has the money to blow. And those guys are the cons billionaires, like I'm about to get into in this last subject here. So, Brock Lesnar, Chris Jericho, would I like to see Brock Lesnar go to AEW? Not particularly, but amongst casual fans, it would make a huge impact. We'll see how it goes. At the end of the day, Brock gonna get paid a bunch of money by somebody. UFC, WWE, AEW, it's gonna be somebody that pay him back a, a buttload of money. So... Moving on, the story about Dean Ambrose caused apparently a backstage meeting. And according to PW Insider, meetings were held backstage at Tuesday's SmackDown Live taping to address the contract situation. More specifically, wrestlers whose contract is coming up in the next year or two had private meetings with management to try to get a, con a long-term contract extension. And, man, it said here that wrestlers were pulled into rooms and spoken to by management about signing longer-form deals. All the wrestlers were sitting 
around backstage saying, would you look at this? This is crazy. Man, oh man, oh man. This like, there's always saying where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a ton of smoke. The likes of which would tick Daniel Bryan off. And smoke just everywhere. And I gotta say that, look, AEW is for real, man. Not necessarily, they don't have a match, they don't even have matches set up yet. They don't even haven't had their first event, but they have money. They have a billionaire. And WWE, you can say what you want, but WWE is taking note of that. When another billionaire strolls into the wrestling business that has money like Ted Turner had money with WCW, oh, they're taking note of it. No doubt. And like at the end of the day, I don't fault WWE for going into rest, going at wrestlers with one or two years up and saying, look, let's get this long-term decision done. They're trying to do what, what they got to do to not let these guys and girls out of here. So I understand that. But it is phenomenal that somebody, like I said, with Kenny Omega, somebody with comparable money has come into play. As I said with Kenny Omega, if you can find somebody with comparable money, then... Go with your boys. Go have fun with your boys. You can get comparable money and creative freedom and be with your boys. Go with your boys. And that's what we have a lot of wrestlers reportedly. Now, it's just reports. Have a lot of wrestlers looking at creative freedom, looking at having fun. And I cannot blame them for that. So when I look at people say that, oh, AEW, they ain't nothing. They're not going to compare with, uh, not going to compete with WWE. We got to stop assuming stuff in wrestling. I stopped assuming stuff in wrestling a long time ago, especially when it compares to situations like these. Look, I'm not here to say that AEW is going to take WWE down or compete. I'm just not assuming. Like, anything can happen. WCW should have put WWF out of business. Things just tend to happen. And who knows who's going to step up to the plate. It could be AEW. It could be somebody else uh, five, ten years down the line. Who knows what's going to happen? But what is for sure is that things are getting crazy again, baby. The affections are happening. And that, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm here to hate on WWE. And, you know, I'm glad somebody's leaving WWE. I'm not that type of person. But when I look back at the 90s, the heart of what made the, and I've said this before, the heart of what made the 90s great is people defecting out of companies. Hulk Hogan defecting from WWE. Lex Luger defecting from WWE and going to WCW the night after SummerSlam. Uh, Chris Jericho defecting from WCW, jumping in WWF. Like, the fixes made it great. It made it interesting. Now, it made it petty amongst companies. I hope it doesn't get like that, but it's probably going to get like that if superstars start jumping the way I want them to jump. Like... It's going to be crazy. And, and now we have Twitter to talk about these things, social media to talk about these things. So it's going to get even more crazier than it already is. So it is very interesting in the wrestling business. It's about to pick up again. And it is a very interesting and great time to be a free agent in wrestling, especially if you have a big name, somewhat big to big name, like a Dean Ambrose. He's going to get offers after Wazoo. So people are going to be lining up to pay that guy. So it's a great time. It's great for the wrestlers. It's great for the fans. I don't know if it's necessarily great for the companies, 
but the competition is going to be there. Companies are just going to be at a point to where they're going to just have to pull out all the stops to stay relevant. And that's what made wrestling great in the 90s. So we're headed there. That is the episode 42, excuse me, 52 of the Two Sweet Podcast. Let me know your thoughts on all of these wrestling topics. Dean Ambrose, Becky Lynch, everything, intergender wrestling, Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar, the crazy, how it's getting crazy in wrestling again. Let me know your thoughts in the YouTube comments or on Twitter, Adam G. Corey B or at Two Sweet P-O-D. I will respond to everything. Thing. Let me know your thoughts.